0: What's the next part? We're going to talk about jazz. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara.
1: I'm in a really giggly mood today, but it's mostly because this is the first episode that we've recorded since our podcast was released on Tuesday. And the reception has been so nice that I've just been alternated between like laughing and crying. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And we're just so elated and overwhelmed by the response. We love you guys. And we're so excited to go on this journey with you. We're so glad that we actually did find people who love the show just as much as we do.
1: That's like the main feedback that I've gotten is so many people have said, I love that there are people who talk about the show the same way that I do. Like these characters are real people, which of course, that's what we've been doing on TikTok, but I'm glad that we get to do it like on our podcast now. Everything has been so nice. No one has said anything mean yet.
0: (laughs) And let's keep it that way. (laughs) We'll
1: see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, everyone has just been so kind. And I just want to thank y'all so much because the first day that we had our podcast, it was ranked 41 on top TV and film podcasts on Spotify and similarly on Apple podcasts. And that's purely because of you guys. It's 100% because of you guys. So last week we were talking about of course, Jess and Logan. And we ended on the fact that I think that Jess is romanticized. There was something that you said in that episode that I had never really considered before. And I've talked to you several times since we recorded that. And I wanted to talk to you about it. But I wanted to tell you and our friends at the same time. I love it. I will say it's not very often that I find something that I have a new perspective on or someone presents a new perspective to me about. I've watched the show so many times. I have so many opinions about it. And I'm not adverse to changing my opinion. There's so many things that I've seen on TikTok and otherwise where someone makes me think about something in a new
0: way. That's actually one of my favorite parts about TikToks and the interactions and everything on Instagram and the comments and the DMs is everybody sharing their perspective and offering that brand new insight.
1: And usually I will say my opinions are like really solid and I've thought things through mm-hmm. a lot, but sometimes someone will say something and it just clicks in a new way. And th- something that I had genuinely never considered before. Which is what you said in that last episode, was Jess, when he arrived at the Gilmores to see Rory, and they're up in her bedroom, and what is it that he says, can I I see you again? Mm -hmm. That he came into the interaction with Logan, having probably considered what he was going to say to Rory. I had never thought about that. I had never thought, I Mm. guess, from a writing perspective, I feel like to write Jess really well in that moment, you would have considered Jess's journey or Jess's perspective from the moment that he learns that Rory dropped out of school that night until he arrived to take her to dinner. Everything Mm -hmm. that he would have thought of, all of the ways that he would have wanted to talk to her. And I'd never thought of that before. And I don't
0: know why. Interesting. I know why. It's because I'm really obsessed with Logan. (laughs) I know you are, but I hadn't actually thought about it until I rewatched the episode. I saw just his entire body language. And that's also a testament to who Milo is as an actor. But
1: Milo, those
0: arms, (laughs) those arms. But it's one of those things that I feel was really important to note because it also harkens back to the framework that Jess at the core of it all has Rory's best interest at heart. Which I don't know if I agree with that. Interesting. Okay. We can get into it. We can get into that. But I feel like he was going into that night thinking, I'm going to have a conversation with my friend about where she's at in her life because I'm looking around and I don't even recognize her anymore. Yeah, Which is okay. You know, We grow, we change. But he was looking at her thinking, I don't recognize this person anymore. I don't recognize any of the things that she like set out to do. And here we are. I just sort of want to pick her brain. Maybe again, like I said in the last episode, not like yell at her in front of the restaurant and be like, what's going on with you? Like, No, because ever since you said that and like the last time we talked, my brain
1: has been writing basically... I call it like filling in the scene, I guess, from like a writer's perspective, because we're both writers. Mm -hmm. And so I when I take into consideration how Daniel Daniel Palladino wrote this episode, we're talking about season six, episode eight, let me hear your ball is freaking out. I thought of how he would approach Jess, but really what I was doing was in my mind writing Jess fan fiction (laughs) about his point of view. Aren't we all? Yeah. (laughs) He would have gone home and been like, what the fuck is going on with Rory Gilmore? And probably laid in bed thinking about what he was going to say to her, how he was going to pull out of her what was really going on. Because he knew at this point that she wasn't talking to her mom, that she had dropped out of school. She was living with her grandparents being in the DAR, no Yale. Mm -hmm. He knew all this stuff about her. And I truly think that if Logan hadn't showed up, Jess and Rory would have had a very similar conversation to the same sort of conversations that Logan and Rory were having Mm. because he didn't have, you know, like he seemed like maybe more emotionally mature. I don't know if he would have had it in him. Like I'm sure he would have gotten a little snarky about it, a little sarcastic as Jess is of like, you're not at Yale anymore. Like what's going on there? Like, But it Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been him yelling at her outside of Rich Man's shoe,
0: the name of the bar. Wow. I did not know that that was the name of the bar. Really? No. (laughs) Hayley, this is why we need you. (laughs) It's because in um season
1: six episode um fourteen, you've been Gilmored when Mm -hmm. Christopher comes to visit. Logan goes rich man's shoe, and Rory says where else, and then they go to that same bar. Ah, yes. But anyways, I think that they would have had a similar conversations to the ones that Rory and Logan were having because Logan was very much like you love school, you'll go back, kind of skirting around it. But because Logan was such an antagonist here, that old Jess was really building up inside of him because you, as you mentioned, he doesn't really react too much until he calls Logan a blonde dick at Yale and dips. And he's kind of at this point really insulted and feeling probably like old Jess, really rageful in the same way that he yelled at Luke and he had yelled at other people in his life. And now all of these thoughts that he's been spinning all night are just coming out the way that Jess would have spoken to her before, showing us that like, yeah, Jess has changed, but not too much. His healing is not complete, <laughs> if
0: you will. Well, to be fair, and I think I also mentioned this in the last episode. We don't really know Jess anymore. We're getting glimpses of him right. as the show progresses because his character exited the show as a series regular at the end of season three.
1: And the point of all of this is, is that I took this thought that you had presented to me that i had never really thought about before of Jess presenting the question to Rory of seeing her again, that he would have gone home and have all these thoughts that now I'm the one that's romanticizing Jess. Like it's There's the distance between you and romanticizing Jess. You can get there in zero to six easily because (laughs) it just seems so like natural with his character because that's what all people do with him and as I said very controversially on TikTok once Team Jess only exists because it's romanticized and I feel like saying that to you who is Team Jess I want to know how you think of Team Jess in terms of like are you Team Jess because you've romanticized him or is it because of what the show presented for you?
0: I'm going to answer this with a with a big old truth about myself. One of the biggest lessons I learned about myself in my 20s and something that I had to accept and unlearn is that I fall in love with potential. And I think that started with Jess Mariano. Okay. so to answer your question. Yes, I do think that Jess is romanticized. And I also think that he is romanticized because of what the show presented to us, because the writers allowed the space for him to be romanticized in a lot of different capacities. He reads books. How could you not? (laughs) Absolutely. But it wasn't even about that. It was also they left the space for him to be romanticized after he left, because Jess is the character that you fall in love with because you fall in love with his potential. I think it's really exciting to see a character who seemingly when you meet them cares about nothing And then you watch them slowly start to care about or at least be intrigued by another character. And when that chemistry exists, and moreover, when it's reciprocated, I mean, that just makes for a good story. That makes for good television. But you get invested. And I think that that's why we all sort of rooted for him was because we saw this kid who was super broken, or at least from what we were told. What the audience was told was that this guy was super broken, right? And he comes to this very small town. He clearly doesn't want to be there. He has no respect for authority or for anybody around him. And he meets this girl and you can tell that it sort of softens him. And so we root for characters like that because we want to see people change. But again, that also ties it back to the potential that was brimming inside of him as the show continued to unfold rather than who he was.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes me feel like a lot of girls fell in love with Jess, like in the same way that you're like talking about that you fall in love with potential is this idea of like you meet this boy, kind of a bad boy who's very attractive and he doesn't like anyone except for you Mm -hmm. and like something about you makes him feel really good which makes you feel really special and his potential you see you're like I could fix him Mm -hmm. I could guide him to better things yep and I feel like that's what a lot of girls when they when they start to love Jess it's like I want someone who hates the world as much as I do but only have eyes for me
0: It's a big old truth about a lot of people. I don't even want to just, you know, put that on women. People in general, like, see people that have a lot of potential or see people that need fixing and they want to fix them. And I think the audience really wanted to fix Jess. And so they rooted for Rory and Jess to be together for the entire duration of season two and most of season three. You're watching Rory in this relationship with Dean, who, you know, we already talked about our gripes with him, but- (laughs) Extensively. Excessively. Dean was the safe choice. Jess was the obvious choice to the audience because she clearly had feelings for him. He enticed her. It also harkens back to what you said in the last episode about matching wits with someone at your level before anybody comes for me. That is not a testament to who Dean is as a person in an educational standpoint. I just mean that Jess very clearly matched wits at her level. They were so compatible. Mm -hmm. She got his sense of humor immediately. They clicked right away. I think that when Jess comes on the scene in Nigan Norris and Nancy, he's very clearly like the outlier and we've never really had an outlier come into town. Jess's family had been there, so there is like some connection and some tetherment there, but he had never really been there. So and with him walking through town and this is hell starts playing. Oh, I love <laughs> that scene. I just loved that he didn't take anything too seriously. You know, he always sort of came in. Yeah. And made it. Like with the chalk outline. Yes. Like silly shit like that. that like so funny. What a silly goose person to just be like, I just feel like shaking things up. When he dressed up like yes. Luke. When he comes out and he's like, I thought this was the uniform. Like I just, that is, we can talk about this another time, but I think that Lorelai and Jess are... Very, very similar. And I thought it was really interesting to see a character that sort of mirrors, if not who Lorelai is now who she used to be, because she is also the person who kind of comes in and doesn't take things too seriously. And then you've got Rory who takes everything seriously. And then you've got her counterpart, Dean, who also takes everything seriously and is way too intense. Luke is way too intense so you've got these two characters who are just coming in and like making it fun again but making it fun in two very different ways they're both incredibly witty incredibly sarcastic they match wits and yet they are the antithesis of each other like they just absolutely hate each other yeah and I sort of loved that he just came in and gave us a little bit of spice. He gave the show a little bit of flavor, a little bit of kick. And that, I think, is where people started to really fall in love with him. And then everything with Rory was just gravy. What do you think? I
1: totally agree that Jess and Lorelai are very similar. I have a series on TikTok where I talk about Logan and Lorelai being two sides of the same coin, and I think that about Lorelai and Jess as well. And one of the reasons why I think that they are such enemies, for lack of a better word, that, like, Jess kind of antagonizes Lorelai is because they are so similar. And here is Jess, who is kind of the first person who comes to Stars Hollow and doesn't really put up with Lorelai's Lorelei-ness for lack of a better word like the way that she talks to people and how she just seems so charming and wins people over but he's kind of serving her teenage her mm-hmm. back to herself
0: mm-hmm. and she
1: hates it I saw a TikTok where someone was talking about how Jess is seen as the bad boy in town of he's the he rolls up and everyone hates him and acts like he's doing cocaine on the streets do you do cocaine this is a lot <laughs> about streets. myself <laughs> like he's peddling drugs to the youth of Stars Hollow, when really he draws a chalk outline. He steals some gnomes, but really it's just because he doesn't take to Lorelei. And so suddenly he's this like horrible person in the eyes of the town who needs to be handled and a whole town meeting is assembled for him. And really he's just stealing gnomes
0: and baseballs, right? <laughs> and replacing them with yeah, tennis balls. Yeah, like, that's funny, Jess. It's interesting because Lorelai really wanted to win him over in Nick and Norris and Nancy. She really wanted yeah. to connect with him, but I think that's because she's so used to like you said everybody liking her everyone
1: liking her and Jess didn't and Lorelei doesn't like people who don't like her which that's fair I don't like people who don't like me too same um but it just it's it really bothered her that he didn't like her um because I think that she always like sees herself as like the young fun mom like she's still 16 too like why does this teenager not like me she still Mm -hmm. feels like a teenager so she feels almost like entitled to her Mm. to him she feels entitled to Jess liking her almost Mhm. Um mm-hmm. and suddenly he's the villain of Stars Hollow peddling cocaine to the Clares of
0: the world. <laughs> Yeah. And that's something that I really sort of loved about his character. And I say that as somebody who really loves Lorelai. But I think that at the end of the day, a lot of that was really overlooked because people were really only zeroing in on how he could benefit Rory and how Rory could benefit him. One of my favorite TikToks that you've ever made was you being like, was Jess a good boyfriend or did he just use Yahoo Maps once? <laughs>
1: He just used Yahoo Maps once.
0: And see, I I agree with you to a certain extent because I also have a TikTok where I encourage Team Jess. I'm like, hey, Team Jess, bring it in. Stop saying he was a good boyfriend. He wasn't a good boyfriend. He wasn't. He wasn't. wasn't. However, we did see him change in some ways. When he is willing to wear the tux to the prom, I know that, of course, we all know that he didn't end up making it to the prom, but him being so kind and gentle about it and saying like, tuxes are are cool. I can get down with the tux. He's like, I'm going to get the tickets tomorrow because he knows that's important to her, You know, we see yeah. moments like that where he does have like a gentle, calming nature to him that we obviously don't see in seasons two and three. It's few and far between, but we do see them. And so there is some semblance of inference there that he was a decent enough boyfriend that Rory was with him for the time that she was.
1: I think that the thing about him is that he wanted to change, but he didn't know how, because I don't think that he could get past like the way that he questioned a authority because Mm -hmm. when you mentioned um, the tux the first thing that popped into my mind is when he shows up at Lorelai or he shows up to Rory's house and Lorelai answers the door and she's like what are you doing here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of course she's not here it's Friday night she's at the hockey game and he's Mm -hmm. like you're joking he kind of just insinuates that she's going to be sitting around waiting for him and Lorelai's like no she's a great girl like you have to make the effort here and of course he hated that but I do think he took that to heart and it's it's for me it's like a very conflicted moment because it seems like Jess is learning but in that that same episode Lorelai talks to Rory about like don't be that girl who sits around waiting for her boyfriend and is mad at him and then when she shows up she acts like there's nothing wrong Which is exactly what happens when Jess shows up with the tickets to the concert Mm -hmm. and they go and she comes back. And Rory's kind of just like, it was fine. Like nothing happened and doesn't tell Lorelai anything that happened because exactly what Lorelai had warned against is what happened to her. Yeah, I agree with you. It's almost like I I don't
0: know that Jess was ever being framed as a good boyfriend. I don't think he was by the writers. I, I they didn't and they also did not show us nearly as much of their interactions as a couple as yeah. they did with Dean and Rory, and then as they go on to with Logan and Rory, that is the relationship that we don't really see. So of course Jess is romanticized because we had to make a lot of it up in our minds. Yeah. You know, we had to take everything that we saw in season two and the potential he had and how much he loved her, and we had to make things up because because the writers didn't show us. I think that's a, that's where I want to say. I love Jess as a character. Jess is one of my favorite characters. I think he's
1: so well-written. I think he's so funny. I think he's exactly what needed to shake up season two after like such a strong season one. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't see him as like, t- like Team Jess, which to me implies that you want him to end up with Rory. Because I know a lot of people like classify
0: Team Jess as like they love Jess. They ship maybe them in Jess. I posted this question on a TikTok very recently because I said, what does being on a team mean for you? Like if your team, Jess, team Logan, for me specifically, I think that it means like at the time when I was watching the show in real time, my little 12 year old heart loved Jess, was attracted to Jess, loved him and Rory together again because of that potential, because of that like idea of them together, finally being together after, you know, an entire season plus of her being with Dean, but having feelings for Jess, you just wanted that satisfaction. And then once they were together, it was so satisfying until it wasn't. However, now as an adult woman, as a 30-year-old woman, I think that I really just have a soft spot in my heart for him because of the nostalgia of that. But I root for his character. I root for, once again, the potential yeah. of someone to come to fruition. And and it has lots to do with Rory. It has way less to do with Rory. Also because her character has evolved in ways that she's not the same person she was when she was with Jess. Right. Their relationship is completely different. And so being on Team Jess for me just means I root for that character. I don't necessarily root for the two of them to end up together. But I do think that it would resolve a lot for my 12-year-old heart to go, oh, they did end up together in the end. Like they did change yeah. enough for each other to grow together. Even though they sort of grew apart, they they came back together. Before
1: I started, TikTok was very... like firm in the fact that like if you're on a Gilmore Girls team it means because that's you want that person to end up with Rory like you know in the same way that like I was team Edward because I wanted Edward and Bella to be together Mm. I did not want Bella to end up with Jacob Mm -hmm. very different very different story there but that's how I saw team Logan is like Logan needed to be with Rory that's completely how I saw that Logan and Rory were meant to be together that's why I was team Logan for so long and it really wasn't until I got on TikTok
0: that I started
1: realizing that that That's not how people define their teams.
0: I think that's how people defined their teams for a very long time. Like I always defined it up until the revival. I think I was like, no, I want Rory and Jess to end up together that's what I wanted. But that's because we had preserved enough of Rory's character, even up until the end of the original series. I think we had preserved enough of it. But then seeing the revival, I was like, huh, okay. Now that I have some sort of idea of where everybody's landed here, yeah, I don't know if that's really what, were, what I
1: want. What were other people saying on the TikTok that you were talking about, about what defines a team for them? It was
0: mixed. A lot of people, especially Team Jess, were saying I root for him as a character, less for him to be with Rory. But a lot of it had to do with I don't think Rory deserves him anymore. And there were a lot of people who said, I root for this person because I want them to end up with Rory. And also the third option, I want this person to be with me. Yeah. (laughs) Which I was like, listen, I get it. Yeah. new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas Only at tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love You know, a big question that I would have to ask any of the writers who end up coming on this podcast, because I'm manifesting that in my current statement. Manifesting it. I would really love to know if they always intended for Jess's character to go off in the direction that it did, or if they took it there because they were building a backstory for the spinoff that they attempted to do with Jess's character. For those of you who don't know, there was a spinoff planned for Jess Mariano's character called Windward Circle, and the episode Here Comes the Sun at the end of season three was the backstory door pilot for that episode. It's when Jess travels across the country and he goes to California and he meets his dad and he meets Sasha, who ends up becoming Anna Nardini. And she (laughs) has all these dogs and she has a daughter and- It was supposed to be a backdoor pilot for Windward Circle, which was going to follow Jess's life in California. That's always an episode I skip. (laughs) I actually usually skip a lot of the end of season three because not only was it super disappointing, I mean, something that we should bring up is that the episode Keg Max, which is where I feel Jess Mariano's character is completely assassinated, is something that we're not going to talk about on today's episode, but it is something we are going to address sometime in the future. Yeah. And we'll put a trigger warning on that episode. But- from keg max on i do not really watch it until those are strings pinocchio and i watched the graduation episode because it's so hard to delineate especially as a writer did they assassinate this character because they were trying to build a backstory for a spinoff or were they always intending to have jess let Rory down this bad yeah was she going to be moving on from him once she went to college i'm really curious to know if that's the reason and that's that brings it back to the tv show aspect and the fact that the writers had not intended with every character that they built and every line that they wrote because I really do think that some of the reason why we are so disappointed and let down by Jess's unfulfilled potential at the end of season three is because that's just how the writers wrote him and the why, yeah. I don't know, but- yeah. It was super unsatisfying, I think, for Team Jess to root for a character so hard only to have him let us down in a variety of ways. But he does come back, like we talked about in the last episode, and sort of redeem himself in season six, and then subsequently in the revival. So that was also very satisfying as well. But it does leave a lot of space and room for him to be romanticized. Definitely. And I think that
1: that is like you saying that, I feel like a lot of people just like don't mention the fact that kind of like halfway through season three, or I guess it's not halfway through, It's like episode 19. The things start to go downhill for Jess is that they kind of just like disregard it. They don't really bring that into the like, how they factor in like how Jess factors into um, being team Jess, mm-hmm. I guess, because so many people watch season two and watch season three. And I've seen this happen in the comments a lot where they make very broad generalizations because the reason that we started talking about Jess in the last episode was because he kept getting brought into the conversation about whether or not Dean read the article and Logan had was that Jess would have read the article. Mm-hmm. And something that we mentioned was that so many people said he would have annotated it and given her a critique of it and feedback when really he only annotated that one book that she gave him. Mm-hmm. That only happened one time. And so it just feels like every time I hear Team Jess talk about Jess, it's so fan fiction-y because they expand upon these tiny moments. And I'm not saying that's wrong. If that's how you want to enjoy this TV show, by all means, please do. But just for the sake of conversation of looking at the show versus like what happens versus how people speculate and romanticize and ultimately write fan fiction about his character, whether they admit it or not, is what I find so interesting because people don't really do that as much with the other characters. It's just Jess. And I think it's because like if there was like a manic pixie dream girl equivalent, that's what Jess would be. It's that like deep, dark, moody bad boy who only has love for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of how I've always seen him, which is not a bad thing. This is completely my opinion. I don't think that the way that the writers presented Jess is that they were trying to present him as a good match for Rory. I think that they were trying to show you what some people a lot of the times call as like the right person at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are two people who were never going to have a right time. Mm. And when we get to Let Me Hear your About is ringing out in season six when he comes back, I feel like that's confirmed. But for so many people, they're like, he got her back to school. He knows her better than anyone. This is the moment. This is the redemption moment for Team Jess. Like, they're going to be together forever.
0: I remember you making a TikTok that you thought that they were going to end up together after that episode, right?
1: Yeah, I really thought that they were. And this is definitely like the thoughts that I'm having now have come with age and like. Same here, 100%.
0: But when
1: I First watched it, I was like, Oh my god, Rory and Logan are baking up forever and Jess and Rory are getting back together. This sucks. Seeing that now and watching that episode now, it seems very obvious to me that they were closing the chapter on Jess in season six. Mm because Jess became what I refer to as a guide character which is like it was these two characters who were right people at the wrong time and some people call them twin flames whether you agree or not um, I think in that moment because this is what the fourth time we've seen Jess leave her
0: this is actually the
1: fifth time this is the fifth mm-hmm. time at the end of season two when he leaves to go to New York end of season two and the end of season three when he says I love you in season four when he begs her to leave school in season four and And then now he is leaving again. And I think that it's good that he's doing it. But this for me was like, he seems to be leaving because he knows he's not the right person to help her right now. And that to me is kind of what... What I really zeroed in on why I think he's the guide character of like he pointed out to her that she should be at Yale. He really, as I said in the last episode, like laid her shame bare, and he like basically was like, "This is this is bullshit. Why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. and helped her redirect. But I think the effort to get there was all her. And in the same thing that we see in the revival, which is we can we have so much more to say on that. I know, but my least favorite part of her and Jess's storyline is that Jess inspires her to write the book and. He he guides her in that direction rather than it being something that she does for herself but he it's like another moment of just being a guide for her and a lot of people saw that as like he knows her best and he should be with her because he's guiding her to the right things
0: Yeah, I can totally understand that perspective. And I can also understand the perspective that people have about romanticizing that aspect of their lives. There's another moment that I want to bring up to you that I actually felt was more of their closure moment that they were not going to be a couple. Because I know you just mentioned that you felt like that episode in season six of why did you drop out of Yale was sort of the closure moment of, oh, they're not going to be together. When Rory goes to Philadelphia to... See his book signing or his book debut, whatever it is. And Luke is there and April is there and he tries to kiss her. They do kiss. Yeah, they do. And, and she doesn't reciprocate. And she tells him that she's in love with Logan that I felt was them really putting the final button on these two people are not going to be together. Maybe not permanently, but no, I totally agree. This is it. That to me was sort of the moment of like realization. I think for him of, okay, she is not the person I thought she was anymore. And let's pivot into whatever relationship we're going to have now.
1: I agree. I think that for me, the season six, episode eight kind of close like starts the moment Mm. and then the kiss later in that season kind of seals the deal ends the moment yeah yeah and I will say this is another moment where Jess kind of acts as like the guide character where like her kissing him was like she had been so mad at Logan this whole time and I don't know if she went to Philadelphia to spite Logan or to see if there was something else there, mm-hmm. but it probably had a lot to do with figuring out what she was doing in her current relationship. Yeah. And she kisses him and she says, I love Logan. I love him, I think is what she you're says. Right. And you're right. It's another moment when she, he unfortunately pointed her in, fortunately for me, because I love Logan, but he, she used him is what I mean, unfortunately
0: to find her path and just seems like he's doing pretty good. And yeah, I agree with that. I think that he has often acted as a guidepost for her and will continue to. And, and we see that in the revival. And I hope that that sort of garners Team Jess some semblance of peace when it comes to yeah. their relationship, because I think oftentimes in our own lives and even in the lives of the characters that we watch on television or read about in books and invest in when we see love exist between those two people. People and we don't see it pan out, and we were rooting for them. We always think that the best resolution is for them to end up together. Maybe that's really not the best resolution here. Maybe the best resolution is what it is, which is that Jess and Rory, despite everything that they have been through, have found a way to be in each other's lives in a really healthy and caring way. Yeah. And I think that's really special. I will say, can I say no sparkly heart to
1: that? What? (laughs) Haley, why? Because. Everything that you just said was absolutely romanticizing everything that happened to them in the revival. What do you mean? Because- As friends? They're not friends. Where? How are they friends?
0: How are they not friends?
1: He, he just kind of shows up. They haven't been talking. You don't know anything that happened to them from that kiss until he's like, what's up? What's going on in your life? And she kind of says that she doesn't have any underwear and he offers to buy her underwear and he's unattached and she is like a complicated situation because she like writes down that she needs to break up with her boyfriend. And then we don't really see a lot of other interactions between them. We don't have like a solid foundation of like these two people are friends now. I mean, they're his uncle and her mom are now married, so they definitely will have some sort of relationship in the future. But I... I feel like I said all of this very aggressively, but like, no sparkly heart. But they do talk about his work, his this, his that. So
0: there is yeah. an implication there that they've kept in touch.
1: I will say that I think that like, yeah, I, they're probably friends, but I don't think that it's as, as extensive as a lot of people want to think. Something I will take back that I said earlier. I do think he has her best interest at heart. mm and I think that that's why he leaves at the end of season six, episode eight is because he does have her best mm-hmm. interests and he knows that he's not the one that can help her. But I do think that in the revival, there is a little bit of like the same thing that happens with adult. A lot of people say with adult Jess and then even more like adult up, Jess in the Jess. revival. Yeah. yeah. Grown up, grown yeah. up Jess. Like Jess with the arms and the booty mm. Jess. <laughs> that mm. one. Um, there's like a, a lot of it comes from that look through the window. Like, I feel like everything that happened in the revival between Rory and Jess would have been realized of like, there would have been an undertone of like, are they going to end up together? Like what's going to happen with them? They're kind of friends. Like they're obviously exes, like, but there's definitely some sort of relationship between them now that, their family members are getting married. But when they made that boy look through the window at Rory like that, they sent,
0: they knew what they did. Oh, yeah. A volcano's erupted <laughs> round the world. <laughs> I'm not here to credit anybody with why Jess is romanticized. We could attribute it to just the fact that Team Jess exists. And, and he's really nice looking. He's a beautiful man. But I do put some of that on the writers because I do think that the writers yeah. not only gave the space... Between his character making an appearance in the show and how he changes in very, very small ways when you do see him again to leave the room and the expectation that he has gone through some semblance of growth and we're left to fill in the gaps on that. But it's that look at the end of the revival. They set it up. And I will say I made
1: a TikTok about Jess's growth because a lot of people say that Jess is the only character on Gilmore Girls that had any sort of growth, which always confused me because I feel like there are, there are tons of characters that go through lots of changes and some of them have like some of them regress a bit. But I think that a lot of characters have growth. I mean, Mrs. Kim, for example, she has amazing growth. One of the reasons that I think that people zero in on Jess's growth is because it's prepackaged and easy to digest and easy to identify. Because the last time that we saw Jess, he was in Rory's dorm room begging her in the middle of the night, I guess it was kind of late at night, to leave with him. And ultimately, it seemed drop out of school. He never actually said that, but like, leave all of this behind. (laughs) All your bags are packed. Like, let's go. And then the next time we see him, he's written a book. He's paying Luke back. He's seemingly helping her because he's, or as some people say, getting her back to Yale. I say he's showing her what she already knows. And it's it's, our, it's all there. We don't know anything that happened during that time period. So for us to have seen the last piece of Jess be in that season four, episode 21, last week's tights, this week fights, and then the next time we see him, he's grown up. We don't have to question it. We see it. They gave it to us. There's no thought that has to go into it. You don't have to think about any of the ways that he's changed. They're just showing you. And I think that that is what you were saying is as much as I say that Jess is romanticized and that's why Team Jess exists, I think that was the intention of the writers. I think that they were trying to make you romanticize this relationship that probably never was going to be. But I mean, a lot of people probably have someone like that in their life where it might not ever really work out between you, but like you hope it will, or like you fantasize what could happen if this person changed. And now this person that ultimately we were doing that within the early seasons comes back and has changed. And like, that's the ultimate dream, is it not? Like the bad boy that you wanted has now changed and could maybe be with you. And you're yelling at Rory because you're like, be with him. He wrote a book. We
0: don't know how long it was. but We sure don't. He wrote a book. Logan was really, really wondering. I'm glad that you brought up last week fights this week tights because that for me was the moment. I know that by the end of that episode we see Jess go to Rory and he's like come with me run away with me your bags are packed and that's a little like I remember feeling a mix of emotions when I was watching that because part of me was like Rory go with him go with him (laughs) he loves you (laughs) (laughs) um but then also I was like Jess what are you doing it was like a car wreck I couldn't look away but that was really for me the first time that I saw Jess start to pivot in a different direction and not just because Rory rejected him but because we get to see him for a handful of episodes around that time. And that is when he really starts to appreciate his relationship with Luke. Right. And again, it brings me back to wondering if that was always the direction his character was supposed to go in, but they chose to do it and show it to us in snippets rather than it all happening at the end of season three or trickling into season four whatever it was supposed to be before the spinoff, if the spinoff was even a factor. But I really, truly wonder if Jess's arc was really always supposed to be appreciating the relationship that he had with Lou, because clearly, as we get to see, possibly because they were trying to build a spinoff, his relationship with his dad was really broken. And honestly, non-existent. Yeah, but we had gathered as much. Just based on talk. Through exposition. But then when it comes to his relationship with Rory, I really do wonder if he was always meant to, like you said, become that guidepost in her life, whether that was going to happen because they assassinated his character or not, or just because they grew in different directions. Well,
1: I will say, I think that that last episode um, where he is at her dorm room is almost the perfect juxtaposition that a writer would want to present a character as of Jess in that moment to Jess growing in season six, episode eight, when he shows up, because in that episode of like Luke can see her face, Luke's listening to this love tape and he gives it to Jess because he's like, you need to figure this out. So Jess does recognize, I mean, he's already told Rory that she, he loves her, but said it and then dipped like Jess does. But he's like, maybe I want to try and make this work. So like, what's the most Jess Mariano thing to do is read a book about it. And what that showed me is he read this, book wanted to act in the way that the book was explaining, but he didn't really understand how to do it. Because something that I say a lot on my TikTok is that Jess and Rory really loved each other. I will never deny that. I, I think that their love is the most passionate of all of Rory's relationships, I will say. Hmm. I will go as far as to say that. Interesting. As a team Logan girly. Okay. Um. Or... That's even me romanticizing it. I think they had the potential to have the most passionate romance. Literally, that was me romanticizing Jess because of what I like about his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that they knew how to care for each other, which I think is a lot of the times why people call them twin flames is because either like you're so compatible or it just can't work because even though like you're the right person for them, you just can't figure it out. And Jess just didn't know how to care for Rory. He didn't know how to approach Rory. Like why would you ever approach Rory Gilmore in the middle of the night telling her to run away with you. And then when you don't get the answer that you want, leaving. That's not someone who knows how to love you. That, like he, I don't, I don't disagree that he
0: did love her, but he didn't know how to love her. He didn't know how to take care of her. He didn't know how to care for her at all. I completely agree with that. I think that there's a difference between loving someone and knowing how to love someone, but I'd love to pose this question yeah. to you. Do you feel like Rory took care of Jess?
1: No, I love Rory. We know that Rory's my favorite character. I don't think that Rory ever knew how to take care of any of her boyfriends. I agree. I think Rory was very used to being taken care of she was not the best of girlfriends she's not very communicative and she didn't really give that back to him and I I think it's for both of them I really think the love was there but neither of them knew how to be there for the other they didn't really know how to communicate and so when Jess ultimately left because he didn't get what he wanted from her it was very clear that Rory was very right to say no because what they would have gotten to New York or wherever it was he wanted to go and it would have fallen apart they wouldn't have known how to talk to each other. Other, it would
0: have been, I know a lot of people really wanted that from her, but I think it's because they loved the idea of Jess so much. It's the idea. That's exactly what I was just about to say. It's the idea of him. And again, it all boils back down to potential. Yeah,
1: that's where I think that it
0: juxtaposes
1: with season six, episode eight. Let me hear your bell link is ringing out. Why did you drop out of Yale? Because there's this really definitive moment that doesn't happen the last time when he was in his dorm room, arguably the last time he was at Yale. So I guess we're paralleling these two moments when he's at Yale. Mm-hmm. That when in season six, there's this very definitive moment where he stops talking and he realizes what he's done. Mm-hmm. Because in the f- in the first time he did this, he's yelling at her until the last second until she tells him no, and he's done and he's gone and he leaves without saying anything else. But let me hear your belly kids ringing out. He pauses and he's like, "Wow, I just said that to her. Mm-hmm. I just made her feel so ashamed of herself." Mm-hmm. And he is like, "Maybe we'll do this another time. Maybe we'll catch up at another time." And takes a step back because I think in in that moment which is what i mean by him being the guide is like he realizes he can't care for her he can't support her through this he's not the right person to be there for her right now and maybe at another time they could check in like they had now without the blonde dick at yale mm-hmm. there but i think that that's the real moment when i think jess's growth exists mm-hmm. is because he
0: stepped back in a way that he should have and that he never had before right I want to go back to what we were talking about before. The, the question that I posed to you about, did Rory take care of Jess during the time that they were together? And again, we we always acknowledge that these characters were 16, 17 years old when they were dating. How do you know how to take care of anybody but yourself? But I agree with you right. that when it came to her past relationships, I mean, at this point in season three, her only past relationship was Dean. With Dean, despite our gripes, he did take care of her. She was used to being taken care of. She was used to being taken care of in a lot yeah. of different capacities in her Life. And so I think that when she and Jess got together, as I I think a lot of people always turn their attention to how he was as a partner. And we never really think about how she was as a partner. When we argue things with Dean and when we argue things with Logan, people love to say, well, Rory did this and Rory did that and Rory blah, blah, blah. Oh,
1: I've actually never noticed that. That's
0: true. No one ever talks about Rory in regards to Jess. In terms of Jess. But I think a lot of that has to do with what we mentioned before about them not really having a lot of airtime. Time when it came to the nooks and crannies of their relationship, yeah. which we do get to see with Dean, Other when they were, making like, out in the street. I town. loved that. I loved that as a kid. I was like, <laughs> yes, more of that. But we get to see the nooks and crannies of Dean's relationship with Rory and we get to see it with Logan as the seasons progress mm-hmm. in that direction. But with Jess, we don't really get to see how Rory is as a partner. And I do think that there was a lot of expectation put on him because there was such a buildup of like Rory and Jess, they must be together. He loves her so much. But like you said, he didn't know how to care for anybody because he was never taught how to care for anybody because of his background but yeah. i do
1: think no one ever really cared for him in that way like that makes me want to cry thinking about which is why we romanticize yeah. him
0: because we see him as a broken guy we want to fix and we empathize with that but i i think that the moral of the story is that Jess's character was seemingly like the pinnacle of rooting for and romanticizing potential. Yeah. And then ultimately rooting for, after season three, redemption, right? we had also sort of seen that like similar strokes in characters like Tristan Mm -hmm. and Logan in later seasons. Like we see these guys who are either like playboys or they're like bad boys. And we want Rory to be the one to change them and to like turn them around and like settle down or like not be so mean to her. Yeah. Cause like Logan's never had a girlfriend before and like she's the one now. Exactly. But I think that at the root of it all, we always put the like potential on Jess. When I think that bringing it back to Rory's expectations and her tendencies in relationships, I think when it came to the relationship in her life that had the most consistent, insufficient potential, the biggest player in that was her dad. <sighs> yeah. And we have more to say on that next week. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on because next week, in addition to our regularly released episode on Tuesday, we will have a bonus Galentine's Day episode coming your way Sunday, February 13th.